Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to the U.S. Markets Wrap. I'm Sean Cheong. All eyes were on the Federal Reserve as it took center stage overnight. The Fed held interest rates steady and signaled that it would cut rates several times next year. Those moves come as part of a new economic projections that the historical tightening of U.S. monetary policy engineered over the last two years is at an end and that lower borrowing costs are coming in 2024. So it was cheer for investors who have been hoping that the central bank will finally start to acknowledge the slowing trend of inflation with a less aggressive monetary stance. And following that, all three major in averages hit fresh 52-week highs. The Dow added about 1.4% to close at 37,090 points. The S&P 500 jumped also almost about 1.4% to finish the session at 4,707 points. It's crossed 4,700 for the first time since January 2022. And the that composite similarly climbed about 1.4%. This one is about 14,733 points at the close. So for more insights, we are joined by Chief Market Technician Mark Newton, the Managing Director and Global Head of Technical Strategy at Fundstrat Global Advisors. Good morning, Mark. Good morning and thank you for having me. Let's get into it. So would you view the Fed's acknowledgement that the inflation has eased over the past year as pivotal? And if so, how do you think the charts are set to move for the rest of December? Well, I would argue it wasn't pivotal. I would argue that that's been something that's been ongoing. We've seen inflation drop very rapidly uh, over the last year. Interest rates have nosedived you know, nearly 100 basis points in the 10-year just since the end of October. So a very dramatic uh, move. And so we've seen really financial easing, not only with the market's expectation of interest rate cuts being priced in next year, but also just the action of Treasury yields themselves and dropping has been uh, very accommodative. So, you know, I think the Fed runs the risk of, you know, I think the market likely has, has eased a bit too quickly based on the strength of the current economy. And that's my own personal opinion. But I think that, you know, the, the market always gets a whiff of the Fed pausing and it builds in multiple cuts and eases aggressively. And then uh, normally the Fed does not want to see uh, that easing uh, too much. And so, so today was certainly a very big positive for risk assets, no doubt. Followed suit on, you know, multiple weeks of gains. S&P is now up uh, almost 13%, I guess, in the last seven weeks since late October. So uh, certainly very good short-term price action. However, you know, my only cautionary stance is that, you know, S&P is now uh, closing in on the highs from 2021, early 2022, and, you know, the NASDAQ also. And so when you look on an eco-weighted basis, you know, we really have not gotten over July highs. So there's two conclusions. One is that, you know, the breadth has certainly been very, very good for the eco-weighted S&P. We've seen remarkable outperformance of late from financials, discretionary, industrials, even healthcare in the last month, which is uh, very promising, I think, heading into 2024. You know, my only thinking is that we might have gone a bit too far too quickly, mm-hmm. and the risk-reward just isn't that appealing at current levels for new money. So, uh, you know, yes, we're in the month of December, and, and obviously seasonally very difficult to fight the market, but, you know, I also do not expect an immediate break of 4% for Treasury yields. I think we are going to have to back and fill a little bit, and, you know, that could cause markets to consolidate a bit before we go higher. 
Right, and so Fed officials now don't want to take further rate hikes of the table yet, but Fed Chair Powell, he's reassured that the Fed is discussing when to dial back. So how does the rate cut plot look like for you based on how the Fed has moved historically? Well, as I mentioned earlier, I, I think there are probably too many cuts that are already being built in, and I'm not certain that, uh, you know, I think that we do need to cut heading into next year or the year following. But in general, I, I'm not an economist by trade. I, I don't, you know, study dot plots or anything. I, I'm much more of a technical analyst. So I, I look at, you know, momentum and breadth and seasonality and, and uh, sentiment. And, you know, people have gotten very optimistic very, very quickly. And that's normal for December. Usually you see a lot of optimism. But I sense that if we don't pull back in the next uh, one or two weeks, then we're likely going to have to have a pretty big correction in late January into February, and that's normally a time when markets can consolidate. So, you know, overall, I, I think the action in the last two months has uh, certainly helped the market to tip its hand and, and is very uh, positive to think that we're, we can follow through on this strength into next year. So in general, I'm, I'm bullish. Uh, I'm just a little bit worried about putting new money to risk here before a pullback. Right. So would you then agree with that statement that uh, when f- the Fed does fly, the bulls would charge in the markets? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. We, we, uh, you know, we've seen such uh, aggressive uh, movement higher in risk assets. You know, I forget the saying, what doves fly and bulls run, and, and uh, you know, we certainly have seen that. You know, sentiment and it seems to be consensus that, that everything is going to ease and mm-hmm. that the market's going back to new highs. And, and so I, I tend to push back on that a little. I, I, I look at sentiment a lot, and people have gotten very optimistic of late. I, I think that it's not going to be that, that easy just to see rates go back down to 3.5%. I think that we're going to have to consolidate a bit. And since you mentioned uh, about the technicals, do you see a mean street reversion possible? Well, what's interesting is that you have seen healthcare uh, has snapped back pretty rapidly along with financials. Those are two sectors that really had not done too much throughout the first seven, eight months of the year. And so they've been some of the strongest groups over the last month. So I, I do suspect that, you know, first of all, Santa Claus has come early. Santa rally has happened far before its time. Typically, the first part of December is very lackluster, and we see consolidation. And then the back half of December is positive, and this time we've seen the opposite. I sense that energy has been a lagging group that will see mean reversion next year. I, I'm still pretty bullish on energy. I think that my cycles are positive uh, really until September of next year. So I think this recent crude weakness could spell an opportunity to buy dips for investors in that sector. Healthcare is going to be a work in progress, but very constructive movement off the lows. So, you know, we're, we are seeing that. The S&P itself has actually lagged a lot of the other sectors. So that shows you that large cap technology, the Magnificent Seven, you know, have not been as strong since November. It's been the other groups that have underperformed that really have started to come back with a vengeance. And that plays into that mean reversion question you asked. We've had such strong performance out of technology that, yes, it's time for financials, it's time for discretionary, it's time for healthcare 
Energy is going to take maybe a little bit more time, but I also am, am pretty positive on energy for next year. Okay, we are speaking with uh, Chief Market Technician Mark Newton, and uh, let's uh, turn our attention to small caps. So small cap stocks are outperforming their large cap peers overnight. The Russell 2000, of course, has gained as well, like the rest of the indices, is up by about 2.8%, putting the small cap index on pace for its fourth positive session in five. Would this continue into 2024? I, I do think it continues next year. I also think that we are going to likely need to consolidate the move in small caps before we can move above 200 in the IWM. That's a very important level. Mm-hmm. It held back in July of this year. It held in February. It held in August of 2022. So, you know, small caps are largely pretty range bound since April of 2022 and really have gone nowhere. So we've had a very, very sharp move here. I do sense that this, this outperformance is directly related to interest rates pulling back sharply. And so any sort of uh, bounce in rates and small caps, probably you're going to pull back a little bit. But uh, I, I think we are in a window where small caps can work. And also, you know, value has been outperforming growth really since the October lows. So we've seen that movement into financials and not as good performance out of tech. So overall, you know, I am, I am bullish on small caps. But I, I do think that more needs to happen before we can say this trade just goes straight up from here. And keeping that in mind, the U.S. equity valuations remain 40 compared to historical standards. How cautious should investors stay? I'm bullish for next year. I don't sense that this is a time to be cautious outside of expecting really a minor pullback. If anything, in recent years, we've seen that all the world's problems you know, seem to have affected the equity market uh, very little, whether it be you know, COVID, which proved very brief, or geopolitical tension ramping up with now two big wars. Um, you know, none of that has really affected the equity market. So all the things that the media makes us afraid of typically aren't wise to pay attention to as an investor. You really want to concentrate on trends and, of course, earnings and, and what the Fed is doing. And, and right now, things are very, you know, they've been very accommodative in the last month and the equity market has followed suit. So, you know, I, I think that 2025, 2026 is more of a time for concern and worry. Uh, I think 2024 is setting up to be a very good year. And then, note that 2024, we cannot ignore that next year is also going to be an election year in the US. How bullish right. will election year seasonality be in the markets, whoever the candidates may be, based on your readings of historical data? It is pretty bullish in general to favor the stock market in election years. Uh, it tends to be the second of the second best performing year behind pre-election year seasonality. And so this year has been a very good year. Uh, It is a pre-election year. And and of course, election year seasonality comes in also right behind that. Under Democratic leadership, you typically see returns one year from the election time, pre-election to election of about 13% for the market. So, uh, you know, seasonality is certainly also on the on the side of investors uh, heading into next year. Right, thank you very much, Mark. My pleasure. Thank you. We've been speaking with Chief Market Technician Mark Newton, the Managing Director and Global Head of Technical Strategy at Fundstrat Global Advisors. I'm Sean Chong. This is Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.